0: Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet.
1: Oh, it's all perfectly legal.
2: Oh my god! OK, it's happening. Everybody God. you ever just
1: get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension?
0: Behold my greatest creation, Mac.
1: Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Dizzy Playing Something. I'm your host for today, Vincent Condello, joined by my two very special panel members. We have Joshua Larosa. <laughs> Ooh,
2: interesting! And...
1: It's here. That's it. Maniacal laugh <laughs> included. And we've got uh, Sean Harrow.
2: Yes. Hello. I'm normal.
1: That's it. And we are, we are available <laughs> on podcast services going live 9pm Australian Eastern Standard Times every Friday, as well as video versions going live 9pm Australian Eastern Standard Times every Thursday. Please follow us on our socials at Twitter and Facebook at Busy Playing Something. Now, gentlemen, how are we?
2: Yeah, I, I, I do have the goblet going. I figured I may as well touch it up. Uh, I did get some uh, fan feedback saying that uh, drinking out of a stubby holder wasn't necessarily a good look. So I have decided to change it and go the other end of the spectrum. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, work has been fairly busy and uh, we're talking about possibly taking days off. And I secretly snuck in that uh, I wanted to take sometime early November off uh, for at least half a week. So I'm hoping... I November through, 10th. But- and November 20th <laughs> in particular. Uh, November, oh, just 10th and 12th. I don't want to reach mm. too far
1: ahead mm. mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I actually took um, the first, I think the second of November off just because it's a long weekend and I wanted to expand that. I really, once again, not buying the consoles on launch. Couldn't really care that much about the whole launch window. You know, it was a lot more exciting when I was in retail, but anyway,
0: Josh, how you going? I'm going good. I'm going great. A little tired. Been up since 5.30. I couldn't sleep, as you can imagine. But let me tell you, it's been a day. It's been a week. I'm here. I'm excited. We've got news. We've got price. We've got release date. Ruby's in the room. We're doing the show. I'm good. That's it. How have, are you? You, uh, have you tweeted at your boys, <laughs>
1: Tim Geddes and Greg Miller yet, saying that you're super I t- excited?
0: I tweeted Shu. Uh, we, we had a chat. Language barrier made it a little difficult, but uh, yeah, he's, he's excited. Oh, it's very good. excited, I've heard. Glad yeah. to hear Shuhei Yoshida is
1: very excited for the release of the PS5.
0: Yes. <laughs> now,
1: we've, we've talked about how we do it, but uh, what are we playing right now? So, you know, what? I'm going to kick this one off because we all know I'm playing that League of Legends. I'm playing, not playing Pokemon TCG. I'm playing Hades now. It's taken that spot. And I've just been playing Among Us. And Sean and I actually had a game just before the podcast started of Among Us. So it was pretty good.
0: Oh, yeah, we did.
2: Oh, well, you were busy vacuuming your room or whatever you were doing. Doing, House duties.
1: Yeah. House duties. Doing that. This, I'll say this, my space is actually very clean right now. I had technical Mm. difficulties at work, so I spent my afternoon cleaning my three, like, portions of the house, one of them being the study, and it's very, very clean, vacuumed, all that. But anyway. Very nice. Yeah, it's good. Sean, what are you playing? What's new? Besides Among Uh, Us with me.
2: Yeah, besides Among Us, so I've been playing a little bit of Avengers uh, which you'll hear about a little bit more in the video that Josh and I talk about uh, with our experience with Avengers. So that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So I've been playing a fair bit of that and trying to trying to give the game what it's asking for, I guess, because a lot of people are going to jump into the game and, and play it for a little bit and say, no, nah, it's not for me. I'm trying to like understand where the economy is coming from and all that sort of stuff. So probably not the... Uh, yeah, the nicest way to introduce the game, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving the grind a go and uh, seeing how it goes.
1: Yeah, very nice.
0: Uh, Josh, what are you been playing? What's, what's new with you? Sorry to distract you. I am also been playing Avengers. Vinny, let me tell you, I've hit the level 50 uh, level cap. I'm now working my way up to the 150 power level in my gear. I'm a full, how do you call it? The uh, games of a service type person now. No, I'm, you- I'm just playing it. You've adapted Waiting for Crash I've adapted Yeah, I'm just uh, waiting for Crash Bandicoot And there's nothing else really to, to get me through at the moment But no, I'm enjoying it Well, You can hear our thoughts uh, The game isn't as bad as a lot of people are saying It's definitely got its problems But again, you can hear that on our uh, review impressions reaction video that we did We do all those things We're reviewing, we're reacting And we're giving our impressions So that's And I've been watching in anticipation I don't even know if I said that right Anticipation Anticipation? What? anticipation? <laughs> yeah whatever in some sort of patient i watched the playstation revolution three hour documentary from i think it's from bedroom to billions or from something three hour documentary about playstation's history obviously the you know the interaction with nintendo and the super nintendo creating the disc drive and that business deal that fell through really interesting to sit there for three hours and learn about the history of of playstation so that's been my week what was
1: more entertaining, listen listening to the listen to that documentary or watching the third Hobbit movie?
0: PlayStation documentary, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Is it available anywhere for the listeners and me, Because so I'd be interested as well?
0: No, I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to buy it. So I was, uh, I'm, I'm part of a PlayStation buy, swap, and sell facebook page of course and you are
1: just of course it you came are.
0: on it came across on my feed I'm like what is He's this not a, I- He's not a fan it's not a fan not a fan came across the feed and uh I'm like oh I don't remember ever seeing this I don't own this nine dollars why not so I've got the blu-ray and yeah it's really cool like it goes <laughs> it goes right back to to the beginning and uh, yeah I, I've gotta have that physical copy Sean come on look at look at look at your background here you're gonna tell me I'm gonna get that digitally Come on. No. You're gonna to talk to like, me like I'm gonna buy that and download it? Um, You're look look, at me, uh, me I can right actually
2: now. I can actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like with Blu-ray and four K and that sort of stuff, like it's it's great to have a physical copy and I completely understand it. But they're usually between an hour to three hours, whereas a video game can sometimes last a lot longer. It's a little bit different in terms of value. Oh, if you're not watching this documentary, let me tell you. It's nearly as yeah. long as some video games. <laughs> and it's
1: good value for Josh. So I guess it's, once again, it's all up to interpretation. Shall we get uh, the panel, our address the panel? Shall we get into our first topic, which is which games that we think deserve a remake, reboot, or remaster?
2: Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah.
1: All right, let's do it. So, <laughs> Someone say
2: something. <laughs> who yeah, who I'm just like it. He's holding it. It's like, are we going to do it? Like, is it happening?
0: He's a, he's a hype builder, Vinny. He's one for the
1: hype. I'm one for the hype. And starting with the hype, I'll say buy one for last because I think it's the best one, obviously. Just mm. that's it, just opposing self-credibility. Now, I'm going to go straight to you, Josh, because I think it's going to be like a PlayStation game, just something off the cuff. Maybe it's Sly Cooper, it's i thinking, or mm, Jack. Mm, mm. But no, let's go. What do you think?
0: I'll be honest, I completely forgot about this topic until I opened the doc leading into this, I've been wow. a little preoccupied as as you may think, or may know definitely what you think uh, but I think Just if I had to have a game be remade I would have this game remade, so not remastered remade from the ground up all the way through for current generation hardware or next generation hardware, depending apparently you can release on both now even though you said you weren't going to uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 remake that game from the PS1 Next generation hardware. I'd get Blue Point to do it, which I know they're a little preoccupied by Demon Souls at the moment, but they're the guys that are seemingly doing all these remakes and doing them really well. God knows Konami's not going to do it, so it's a good point. I'd get them to do it. Bring David Hayter back. I'd get the cast to kind of redo some of their lines because I think the dialogue in the in the first game is a bit stilted in some places. So, man, I would love that. Bring back some Metal Gear. You know what I mean, Metal Gear.
1: Mm. Oh God. So, what, like, how do you think, like, the gameplay is going to adapt in today? Because Metal Gear is obviously an old title. Because this is... Well, for the, is this the one that's released? PS1, yes. PS1, and yeah. the remade original. again, Twin Snakes on the GameCube.
0: Uh, yes, correct. Yes. Yep. Now, yeah, I'd keep it in that vein. Like, I wouldn't go open world. I wouldn't completely change it. I wouldn't do a, you know, a Final Fantasy Seven and completely change everything. Yep. I would keep... One of the best things about Metal Gear Solid One, and I think Metal Gear Solid Three, because I think two story can really go off the <laughs> off the deep end. And even as someone that's played it multiple times, I'm like, wait, what, what? What? What is happening? Why am I running around naked? But the first game has its own contained story, and really was only held back by the graphics at the time. The storytelling, the music, the voice acting was actually pretty good, uh, especially for for the late '90s. But I think, yeah, that game remade the ground up. Keep it the same type of design. I'd still, I'd perhaps maybe drop the overhead camera and have it more Metal Gear Solid 5 kind of camera scheme. Make it play a bit more modern. Maybe take some, you know, Splinter Cell aspects. Again, take Metal Gear Solid 5 aspect, but i would keep it contained. I wouldn't go open world. I like the idea, I like um, what Tomb Raider does, or what God of War did, where it's like that semi-open world, where you've got that, you've got Shadow Moses maybe as your, your environment, and you can move in between, in and out of that, but the game itself is very linear. I wouldn't wouldn't go adding side quests or anything like that.
1: Yeah, no, very nice. And you know what? Very good for uh, thinking on the spot, and supposedly forgetting. This is Josh, who normally has his notebook ready full of notes, but I guess he got too excited from the PS5 showcase to even prepare for our podcast that he cares about so much. So that's fine, whatever. Hey, I'm, I'm not hurt. Make it till you make it. No one notices. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> hurt at all. Uh, yeah. So, Sean, what is... Uh, let's go on to your one, I think. I'm thinking yeah. some kind of Nintendo-esque or like an obscure uh, PC game. That's it's what like I'm a feeling. a 2DS this-
0: game, exclusive 2DS game that
2: hasn't come out. It only came out in Japan. That's what he wants. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Well, look, well, firstly, I want to say that I, I think with the metal gear, I think if you do give it the final fantasy seven remake treatment, I think that's kind of the way to go. So I, I reckon you're on the ball with that one. Um, I had a couple of thoughts for this one. So the first one that I was thinking of, uh, was released recently. And by recently, I mean, in the last 10 years and that was <laughs> boom street. Um, so I'm not going to do that one there. Um, for those who don't know Boom Street, I'm sure we'll do a stream of it sometime soon. It's basically Mario Party crossed with Monopoly. Um, another one I was thinking of was Blinks on the Xbox. Yep. Uh, I feel... <laughs> but then I, I then... Like, when thinking about it and how it would translate to modern markets, I was thinking, well, that's basically uh, Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah. And that's, that, and that's the direction really that Microsoft has gone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The second the, one, right? The second, uh, one's-, the second one's coming. Or at yeah. least is out, or something like that. New yeah. Super Lucky's
1: tail on the Nintendo Switch is the one I have. Played it, felt it. It was really, really, really good. good. What did I it feel like? You it felt, felt really, it? really good.
0: Ah, oh,
2: really nice, good. smooth. Good when it feels good. like like well, satin.
1: Yeah, like yeah. really, like <laughs> Egyptian cotton. That's what it felt Could like.
2: Could you run
0: your hand through it? Would it get stuck?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It's smooth, it's smooth.
0: Okay, so you can get your hand through it and yeah, out
1: without any. It's not free. No tangles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can. I can. E-
2: easy that. to digest. Mm, um, yes. But the game, the game that I ended up finishing up with was Metroid Prime. Now, Metroid Good Prime choice. we've had we've had one and two on the GameCube. We've mm-hmm. had number three on the Wii, and there was like a collection of sorts that was released, maybe not mm-hmm. released. Like nobody knows. <laughs> Metroid Other M came out anyway, which is like a cross between it. So, Metroid Prime, for those who don't know, is is basically a first person shooter where you're playing a Samus Aran who is a a female protagonist which there wasn't a lot at the time of when the game was released and so when prime came along as a first person shooter and all that sort of stuff it like the way that you control her the way that the the worlds were it was it was a story that took people along and like metroid is always a 2d uh 2d side scroller metroidvania yeah uh, yeah, Metroidvania that we talk about because it's a cross between Metroid and Castlevania for those who don't know. So this was taking it in another era. This this is the Super Mario 64 of Metroid. And we haven't really seen it since. And we keep like joking about Metroid Prime 4 and how, yeah, like we're hoping that comes out. But in reality, Nintendo is probably not going to do it. They haven't done a Pikmin 4. I don't think they'll do a Metroid Prime 4. So with the release of the Mario... 35th anniversary collection recently. I would like them to start to pursue these sorts of games where they're not going to create any sequels, but they'll be able to create like remasters or remakes of them. I, I can understand why Nintendo is going along that route and we've already spoken about their business decisions and why they're going down that route. So I think a a full remaster for Metroid Prime, I don't think they have to do anything fancy with it. They can literally lift the game over a la Super Mario Sunshine, which they've done recently. Emulation. And hell, emulation. They, they love that sort of stuff. Uh, you and you know what? <laughs> I, you know what? It's fine because it, it, it's, not, it's not about, like, you, you can say that about Nintendo and that's their business practice. Mm. But in reality, you want to be able to play a good game on a modern console. Yeah. That's why backwards compatibility is, is, is a big thing nowadays with the recent consoles. Mm. And that's why I think if you get Metroid Prime, even if you do a trilogy, like so many other games before it and release it on the switch i i, I reckon that would be the one that i'd want
1: yeah no and I, <laughs> yeah i really like that idea of having a um a trilogy remaster especially for something as if yeah. they were going to release or if, even if they were going to tease the idea of a metroid prime 4 that they would have the catalog moved to the same console that it's getting released
0: on josh what do you think about that just to be clear so Metroid Prime 4 is in development. So what happened there, it was in development and then restarted in early 2019. So Retro's now come back into the fold and now developing that game. But that, that game is happening. So what I think will happen is you'll see a Metroid trilogy. You know, if that game got restarted in, say, March, April 2019, we're not going to see it for two, three years, right? So yeah. potentially in the lead-up of Metroid Prime 4, if they were smart, but then again, who knows, they will then release the collection. And you kind of maybe get that six months before Prime Four comes out, and you know bring the new people in, get people excited for it again, and then then roll through to Metroid Prime Four. Or they could just release it, and it's available for three days, three months,
2: three months, or yeah. exclusive available. to the Wii U. Next next Christmas, guys, can't wait. Yes,
0: or it could be available on the Nintendo
1: Switch Advance SP, is what I'm going to call the new one. Mm. Micro, yeah, the, yeah, the
2: Switch Pro, the Switch Pro <laughs> Two,
1: yeah, yeah, XL, 2DS.
0: A Really good choice. Really good choice. I, I completely missed the Metroid Prime series. I, I love the 2D Metroidvania games, but the the yeah the retro first person ones I, I just didn't play at the time. So I would I would like to go back, especially if they were HDified and remastered. That'd be great. Metroid,
1: Super Metroid, that's the one, is mm. a, a cult classic at this point. And then Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance is something I really enjoyed playing when I first really got into the Game Boy Advance. So. I I really like the choice. I, I'll allow it. Yeah, you will allow it.
2: Ah. Hmm.
1: Um, now, I guess this leads it to to my one. Yes, thanks, thanks, Josh, for uh, cure me in there. So, <laughs> my game's a bit obscure. I'm not sure if you uh, you people will know what it is. It is a game. I know what it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is a PS1 game. So I'm going to be the PlayStation guy as well it is uh i'm gonna say the name for us viewers it's called tomba 2 or for the mm. australian and pal users it's tombi 2 or tombi however you want to call it so mm. it's a tombi i call it tombi i don't know i've just said it weird since i was because tomb yeah look i'm weird yeah so it's like tomb, tomb e there's t-o-m-b-i T-O-M-B. Toombi? Call it whatever
2: you want it, it it's not it's not new so call it whatever you want it ain't
0: happening so it doesn't matter
1: <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> essentially it's the sequel to toomba or toombi and it's uh it's what is happening is you are saving your girlfriend tabby who's been captured by these evil pigs and the funny thing about this is uh, it's a 3d platforming game with some rpg elements so the rpg mm-hmm. elements are it's like you get different weapons you get different outfits you get like afflicted by status ailments you get poisoned or you get laughter which is a weird one
0: um comes right after being poisoned yeah exactly afterwards (laughs) uh
1: and i really liked this game because it was very comical for the time so for example the Hmm. the pigs are self-aware that they're evil so they'll always define them they're always in conversation they always refer to themselves as we are the evil pigs and they're just doing their thing because they're generically evil they're which I things? thought was... Yeah, you just played as a kid. It's like, that is shitty plot points. And, but you played as an adult, it was like, oh, it's kind of like humorous and ironic and simple. So I guess it's probably humor that was lost to me as a kid that playing it within the last three years, I kind of enjoyed. So it's like, it's got that 3D platform element, which I really like. I think it can benefit from an, a remake because the camera and controls oh, yeah. were very very clunky as we first attempt a three D platform was on a sixty four and the PS1. We know that there's there's some glitchiness happening in that. So it was it was just a I really enjoyed the game. It was look, it was padded. There was a lot of missions. There was a lot of dumb like um text conversations and stuff. they would be like your your best friends are literally idiots. Someone asks I remember this one point when someone asks
0: Story in my life?
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow Josh calling this out. let's go playstation 5 baby <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for example your conversation with the mate it's like uh oh you almost let the hammer drop on my head and the other person goes what's a hammer so you don't know what a hammer is i'm just like how is this a conversation to have in a video game? <laughs> that is literally just padding a game how am i reading this right now yeah uh, but I really liked, it had, um, I'll say one thing, it had replayability. So you could go through levels and there were parts that were, weren't locked yet. Oh, sorry, that were locked. And you couldn't <laughs> unlock them until you had a certain item or hit a certain um, score. And you could go back and unlock those treasure chests. So it's almost like a Banjo-Tooie, Banjo-Kazooie, mm. completionist kind of thing. We could go back and get or as Josh will say, a PlayStation reference, Spyro 2 where you didn't learn how to headbutt yet, you didn't learn how to climb and you'd have to go back and redo areas to get certain orbs. Well,
0: that's metroidvania, right? That's that's the whole, that's what metroidvania is, the idea of having level design where there's rooms or areas you couldn't access until you got a certain skill and then once you get that skill, you could go back and do it. So it's funny how it all ties into each other, huh?
1: Yeah, we have that. No, but uh, what did you think of, do
0: you have any... No comment. questions, <laughs> queries, or concerns, or complaints even about my uh, you don't, solution.
2: You, you, don't, you don't know what the game is, do you, Josh?
0: No, I, I remember I remember the cover. I've never played it. I remember the cover because I could picture the, the pink, purple yeah, hair. Pink hair. Yeah, it's like a, it looks like nearly, nearly like Freddie Flintstone type art design. I can picture okay, yeah. it. I remember seeing the case on the store shelves back at our days working in retail. But no, I haven't played it. But I can imagine you say 3D platformer on the PS1. Trust me, I can picture what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's like
1: <laughs> generically a bad platforming mechanic on the PS1 as well. It's not like... So like, was Bubsy 3D. How yeah, was the camera? Uh, like what,
0: what was it like, you know, Crash Bandicoot was very particular in the sense that the camera was behind you, following you, or vice versa. Where Mario 64, I, obviously, you had the 3D. I th-
2: yeah, I think it, it was rotated? more Bubsy. Yeah, it
0: Was rotated. it the triggers? Like you hit like L1R uh, and the camera would snap? No? No, okay. it was like...
1: If you pressed, so for example, you'd be on a 2D plane, then you had an option to go upwards. Yep. And then as soon as you press upwards, the camera would just flip isometrically and okay. you'd be stuck. So you'd, you'd kind of accidentally switch between two viewpoints oh. and you would be able to go back and it'd just be really awkward. Whereas yeah, if yeah. you look at Super Mario 64, that whole camera, although it is bad, let's say now, the yeah. camera is bad, but back then it was better than what Tomb Raider 2 was. <laughs> and when you look at Galaxy and 3D World and something like that, it's got you could definitely make a better camera. You could definitely make better 3D platforming features because they've already seen them now.
0: Well, that was the whole point, and it's funny how the, again everything ties in. It's like everything's planned, it's destined, it's fate. Watching that PlayStation documentary, they spoke oh. about how <laughs> designing for the PS One <laughs> and how obviously the use of polygons and how that revolutionized things. Blah 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 blah. But you think about when you you look at like a 2D game, you've got a very pictured view and you're looking into like a picture frame in the sense where it's left to right. This is all you can see. And then as you move, the camera will pan. As soon as you go 3D, obviously the developer isn't in control as much of the camera because you've got access to move it depending on the game. So games were designed with that in mind in the sense where they would restrict what you could and couldn't see because the console couldn't obviously handle having everything running all at once. So that's why a lot of the games were kind of iffy back then. And the fact that 3D platformers, platformers weren't really a thing until, I think, you know, Spyro, Crash, Mario 64, and no one knew how to do it. That's why you see such different approaches across the board. There's your, there's your LaRosa fact for today. Yeah,
1: I agree. And that I think the, you know, 64 and PS1 were definitely pioneering that 3D element. So they were making the platforms that were so successful in a 3d space and some some developers got it right some developers got it wrong you know or some developers did it better than other once again you look at mario 64 you compare it to bubsy 3d a little bit a little bit shoddy
2: but
0: yeah speaking of bubsy
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well actually like the fact that you mentioned that game like as a 3d platform on the playstation it reminds me a lot of croc
0: yeah it's on that level and it's that tier yeah level of yeah croc. yeah and it and
2: that. like and it's just like while you're talking about like how the game would play and all that sort of stuff i'm like man bring back Claw. croc bring could Claw. have another game no. <laughs> <But No>. anyway <laughs> i'm always worried about 3d platformers getting remasters like i guess Nintendo's kind of a, like an exception because they've been able to do it so well but like no, oh, like even super <laughs> Mario 64 people still buy it ocarina <laughs> of time people still buy it like they've they've done it well um like but i'm always wary about how it'll translate to modern day and i guess like if as long as you've got the mindset of i'm playing a game that was from a certain time period and you're going back from nostalgia then it's okay so like like it, it completely exam- a completely Bar- different example a completely different example yeah you're, yeah well you're looking at juke nukem juke nukem was 12 years in production and it was in that it was in hell it was never gonna it was never gonna happen and then it was released and like as a game itself it compared to nowadays it's crap <laughs> like straight up like yeah it was two dollar bargain basement bin but like compared to what it came from compared to the 90s and the type of game that it originated from it actually holds up really well yeah so I'm, I'm a little bit worried about yeah the the um the 3d platform is from the the playstation nintendo yeah. 64 era like i am worried about it but no like i, I can totally see that a remake or a remaster or anything like that to to give to breathe a new life like it's absolutely that, legit. that's
0: that's the key point, right? And to, to kind yeah. of wrap it up, I think you'll see, like with these games that we mentioned, you'll see remasters and remakes where it makes sense, right? They, they brought back Crash Bandicoot and that was for a very particular reason because there's a lot of nostalgic people that would buy it and the game was in the number one sales chart, especially in the UK for, for months on end. And what that did was bring life back to Crash Bandicoot and now we're getting Crash Bandicoot 4 about time. Same thing with Tony Hawk right? That that game, the remake of one and two has just come out selling like hotcakes. Let me tell you, there'll be a new one. So I think what Sean's saying is correct. The only way that it will work is if they have a plan to, if firstly, it has to be a game that's going to sell and has that nostalgic point because it, we, you know, in all realisticness, whatever, Tumba, as much as it's it's a Vinnie game, they're not going to do it in the base yeah. that it's not going to sell. If that game had a heritage and, and brought people back in, then, yeah, they may do it because that gives them a reason to make a sequel. So that's, you know, Medieval's another good example. It's interesting that they, that game got remade by Blue Point. I think it was. Like, what was the point there? You know, it sold okay, but are they going to bring back Sir Daniel Fortescue? I, I don't think so. But...
2: It was in PlayStation All-Stars, all right? That's a win for me. Well, it's a win for everybody. It'll <laughs> yeah, win in the second one.
1: <laughs> Remember that you'll
2: be in the second one that's alright yeah, yeah. watch our video you'll be that's able to see us uh, our dream roster
1: for
0: PlayStation All-Star <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that was just it's like I
0: don't think I could put this person in if if Knack if isn't on this list <laughs> we cannot put this person in in good faith and in the end it all comes
1: it all comes back to Knack and the PS4 which
0: perfectly segues
1: level. into our next topic which is the PlayStation Showcase the what? <laughs> So now we'll move on to the PS5 Showcase, which was actually revealed today. And Josh is very excited for it. So Josh definitely woke up at 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times to watch the show. Uh, Sean, did you as well?
2: Uh, I did wake up early. Yeah. So I woke up at... So Josh texted me just before it was about to start. <laughs> and I saw the message. And I was like, all right, I better watch it. So I watched it, but I was still half groggy. And so after it finished... Uh, I pre-ordered the PlayStation 5 and then I watched it again with the cat and um, I even wrote down like my thoughts on Twitter as like a, you know, one of those Thank live you. tweet things. Hey, mate, you think you're into it? Um, I love ooh, this. Ooh, sh- this guy sh- showed sh- me up, Vinny.
1: That's it. Like you haven't been live tweeting your thoughts. Are you even a PlayStation fan?
2: No, You've
1: a but a documentary for you, even if I watched
0: it twice and watched everything in all the four K trailers and then, <laughs> then spent hours putting a document together with which what looks like you know those those uh murder documentaries where they got the string connecting and this photo yeah, yeah, yeah. Shuhei Yoshida thing in the corner?
1: Literally looks yeah. like Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia trying to create that Pepe Silvia one. <laughs> Has anyone
0: seen I that? I said i I said, Vinny, what I'll do, I'll help you. I'll put the notes together because I'm going to be looking at this stuff anyway. <laughs> and Vinny's opened the spreadsheet and, and has looked at it and
2: gone, what the, what the hell is this? <laughs> is, it, is there like an asterisk at the end of like half the things <laughs> saying also available on PC though? Yeah, true. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, actually, we can uh,
1: get right into it and start with the first one that was also available on PC. So Final Fantasy 16 in lower caps at the end, also available <laughs> on PC. It was um, also running on PC Engine to simulate the PS5, which I thought was pretty interesting.
0: Which means it's not coming in 2021,
1: people. <laughs> yeah, like if we know Final Fantasy Versus 13, which became Final Fantasy 15, you know, that took years for development. So who knows when Final Fantasy comes out. But off the bat, I'll say this they started out really strong. Final Fantasy 16 looks like it's in the old school world as well, very Final yeah. Fantasy 12, Final Fantasy 14 vibes, robert Bourne vibes, and getting from it. Yeah. Looks good. Looks very action RPG, Devil May Cry type. Yes, I thought it was really good. However, I know playing Final Fantasy 15. I played it at a later time, and they fixed a lot of the bugs. So I'm kind of thinking I might do the same thing, but Sean sure need Final Fantasy 16. Uh,
2: I felt like the the overall combat that they did show was very similar to Final Fantasy 15. So the fact that they feel like uh, and also the re make of final fantasy 7 so i feel like okay. they're not really going to change too okay. much there That's um in terms of the actual game itself i think it's a big win for playstation where like sure they've opened the show with final fantasy which is a well-known brand but also the fact that it's coming to pc and playstation exclusive so it's not coming to xbox because we know that final fantasy 15 also went to xbox so the fact that they've been able to bring it back as a console exclusive I, I think that, that that's a pretty strong say, uh, statement, and opening the show with that also helps. But uh, like overall, for me, and my thoughts of Final Fantasy 16 is I haven't really played a lot of 15, um, and I haven't played the, the remaster yet of Final Fantasy 7 yet. I've just watched streams. So I'd probably be interested to play those first. It's probably not going to be a launch title for me. Uh, I think it'll come maybe mid next year, but uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. Yeah.
1: I agree. I don't think it's going to be a launch title. But uh, Josh, what do you think about his uh, his verdicts back him not playing Final Fantasy VII?
0: Well, what I was saying before, I think we got a little confused. I'm saying it is set for 2021. The joke I was trying to make is there is no way this game is in fact coming out next year. It will be pushed beyond that. But yeah, Final Fantasy XVI, I am hyped because of my experience of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I played Final... And we've spoken about that before. It was my first Final Fantasy, blah, 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 blah. Went back afterwards and played Final Fantasy 15 Wasn't a big fan. That game suffers a lot from just a long development cycle. So a lot of the, the gameplay mechanics are slightly outdated in terms of probably where it should be. This seems to be a lot more in the moment. There were, like what Vinny said, right? Devil May Cry style, third-person action. We didn't see the UI, so we don't know if it's going to, to to Sean's point, have that Final Fantasy aspect, Final Fantasy VII aspect of the active time battle system where you can freeze and and do things. It doesn't, I don't think they're going to do that. I think that's a very Final Fantasy VII thing, so I think they'll probably keep that. I think this is, it, it looks to me that this game is going to be purely action based and then just have the role playing mechanics built in. So that's a new direction for Final Fantasy VII to go fully in that third person hack and slash type area. The main character's name's Josh or Joshua, which I every time I heard it with the accent, it sounded really weird. Like, Joshua, I'm like that's not how you say my name. But that was really cool, and yeah, I'm I'm really hyped for this. And again, a lot of it's because of the goodwill that they've gotten from from Final Fantasy VII remake. And yeah, and to Sean's point, again, this is PlayStation you know they they spoken about wanting to partner up with third parties and get exclusivity deals and again this is PlayStation partnering up with uh, Square Enix so yeah it is it is a win for, for PlayStation and it's a coming home party for Final Fantasy 7 if you you go know, you know if you look back so yeah I'm excited
1: yeah i think you know Square and uh, Square and PlayStation go hand in hand really but yeah, yeah so i agree with that i think it's going to be interesting i Really like Final Fantasy 15 and I actually enjoyed it more than Final Fantasy 7, so that's gonna be a bit of a difference there. Mm-hmm. But now yeah, here's one that I I guess Josh, you've played. Sean, I don't know if you've played, but Spider-Man on PS4. New ones coming out. Spider-Man Miles Morales, the gameplay trailer was revealed, and it mm. looked sick. This game looked like Chef's Kiss, beautiful. Mm. I really liked everything I saw, like the cinematic between the fights, I enjoyed the like him going camo which is something he can do him getting electric pulses which, which is something he can yeah. do i thought this game was really cool i don't even want to play the old one i just want to go straight into this one which i can because it's also available on ps4 so take that, <laughs> that josh i guess i don't know but, uh you know what josh what do you think about this uh spider-man miles morales gameplay trailer also coming on a ps4 as well as launch on ps5
0: yeah, uh, looks fantastic, right? So again, to to Vinny's point, this game is coming to PS4 and PS5, which I think makes sense. You know, the PS4's, again, 112 million units. You're not going to just cut out 112 million players for a, for a launch game. So I think we can talk about this a bit later. You're going to see maybe two or three first-party games come to PS4 and then yeah. there will be a cut-off point. And I do think there will be a cut-off point clearly before Xbox do that same thing. So yeah, this is good. It's going to get the game in more hands uh, than it would if it was just on PS5. Again, they reiterated that the PS5 version of the Spider-Man game is also coming as part of a collection and it isn't just an up version of it. They've gone in and redone all the textures and the facial animations. There's a lot of work uh, being done there as well. You can really tell uh, the game uses those ray tracing with the light reflections and all the electricity particles and all that. And the one thing I will say that really got me excited was there was always this fear. I, you know, th- there was a fear in the back of my mind, right? Being a uncharted lost legacy style game where it's a continuation of, you know, a fully fledged game. It's not going to be 30 hours long. It may only be 10 to, to 12 hours long that they may use or reuse a lot of assets and watching this. That doesn't seem to be the case. Miles Morales moves very differently than Peter Parker. The music is completely different. Spider-Man music in the, the PS4 game is very swelling and very much like the uh, Tobey Maguire movies, right? You know, the, the iconic scene, he jumps off, the music really swells. This is completely different. The music tone is very uh, into the Spider-Verse, which is really cool. This is This is a great launch title. You know, you keep the sequel in your pocket because Spider-Man 2 is going to come out one day, but... Yeah, fantastic showing.
1: Yeah, nice, Sean. What do you think of uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales gameplay trailer?
2: Well, I'll I'll preface it by saying that I did pre-order it, um, and I think, and I do agree with Josh that it's it's a great launch title to have. Like Spider-Man as a brand is, is going to draw people to be able to purchase the console. It's going to make them want to buy the console. I feel like I'm going to be negative, Nancy, a little bit um, because I like I've platinum the first Spider-Man, and this basically looked exactly the same as the first one to me. And I understand, like Josh is saying, like, it looks like it's using different assets and that sort of stuff. But it just, yeah, it, it feels like it's just a continuation. Like it could almost be like a DLC of the original game. Now, that's probably not the case. When we, when we receive it, it'll be a fully fledged game and all that sort of stuff. But it's, yeah, it, it's not quite like the big, strong sort of, like, first-party game that the console would want to launch with. Right,
1: so, let's okay, another Have game that I, I... guess, again, that kind of, like, surprised me a little bit. Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. Mm. Pretty... This is kind of what I wanted Avengers to be. So, like, the MMO style, where it's, like, you create your own character, you join Hogwarts more. is like, this is kind of what... If I thought Avengers would be, like, you'd be your own Avenger joining the Avengers, that's kind of what I... Would, wanted when i saw that this is the thing i wanted this looks like a better version that this is a classic mmo style Mm. it's like create your own character go through the story heavily at least from what i saw from the gameplay it looks it says they they say that they heavily have choices that will affect the overall turn of the game for them Mm. that's really cool but um i i thought it graphically looked really really nice the ogre looked a little bit shoddy. I'll say that, but um, other than Pre, that, it's early in development. Yeah, it's yeah. Early development, yeah. But uh, Sean, yeah. what do you think of Harry Potter, Hogwarts Legacy?
2: I'll be short and sweet. For, and okay, careful! On the, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be careful. On the one hand, I'm I'm really excited for what this game can can do and its potential. The fact that it's an RPG in Hogwarts. And and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, like that, thats really drawn me in. Like that's—it's it, the sort of thing where like Neantech tried to do like the Pokemon Go version of Harry Potter. Yeah. It, like, it, it's tied in with you know the Harry Potter games of late, where you know you go to the classes and then there's the overarching story. So like I'm really excited, about what a Harry Potter game can do in terms of an RPG. But on the other hand, the fact that J.K. Rowling is such a transphobe is really like me off the game. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really tired. Like on the one hand, the game looks great. I'm really excited for the game. It's got some great ideas behind. It. And yeah, I, I'll want to buy it day one. But on the other hand, man, she just needs to get with the times. That was <laughs> the that's, reception that's, of this game. It's like, and that's really poison. That, that's that, unfortunate. That poisoned <laughs> the game. It's yeah. so unfortunate. Like man, People- can't just like, fuck, fuck live in the now.
1: Yeah, people potentially boycott <laughs> the game because of the, I guess, the origins of its owner, you know. the I guess the beliefs of its, of its owner. But Josh, what do you think of the game?
0: Yeah, I, I think the reception online is, oh, this looks cool. It's a little unfortunate based on timing, but I, I honestly, I feel bad for the guys at Warner Brothers, the Avalanche software, and the guys making it, because they've got nothing to do with it. It's just you know, they've been working on this game for years. This game got leaked years ago. So it's good to see it finally be revealed. Uh, Portkey Studios is Warner Brothers' internal Harry Potter studios. So they worked, again, with the with the team that did the, the iPhone game. And Avalanche Software is the team that did Disney Infinity. So this is their really big first showing in terms of a AAA game. So I'm optimistic. Uh, what I saw looked good. Uh, keeping in mind who the team is working on it, I'll be interested to see how it does pan out because i don't think the, the, the studio has a track record of you know 10 out of 10 games but yeah i'm excited like I, I like harry potter casually i've watched the movies read the first few books you know i don't have like a, a scarf or a cape in my wardrobe but you know i, I liked harry potter as en- enough as a kid right it was yeah. the timing of it was perfect
1: but i think you said it best it was like it's very generic thank you yeah like it's it's something that could appeal to the generic people. but like this game's all generic
2: people. The, the, the <laughs> casuals,
1: those, those filthy filthy casuals, all right? But, That's no, such a game.
2: Slytherin thing to say.
1: Yeah, I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> actually, I I have nowhere. I belong nowhere. I wonder I've what I'd be. Have I you done it. the Have you done the
2: the no. quiz? No. Pottermore.
1: You done Pottermore? No. No. Sean, what are you? Just Just randomly. Uh
2: so I ended up being a. I think it was, I think it was a Slytherin.
1: Oh,
2: evil! It was. Evil it was. Uh, evil. Fair. No, it was. I'm it was either evil. Slytherin. Or, it was either Slytherin or Gryffindor. Like I think I did it twice because. like Now whatever. you're Slytherin. I, I forgot. I forgot. Spider-Man I I have a feel. I have a feeling it's probably <laughs> Slytherin. But like, I, I don't want to be the, with those Nazi Slytherins. That I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Fair. One of
0: those good Slytherins. 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 Slytherins.
2: Slytherins. Slytherins.
1: Slytherins. But yeah, this um, this game is not just coming out to the PS5. It's coming out to the PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. So I guess even though it was shown at the Xbox 5 Showcase, it's coming out to multiple platforms.
0: Xbox 5 Showcase. That's the first time I've heard that wow. one. Wow,
1: PS5 Showcase. <laughs> it is coming out to other platforms as well.
2: It's basically the Xbox 5, isn't it? Like we got Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One S. You know, you don't, oh, you're sorry, not wrong. Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X. It's the fifth.
1: Hashtag Xbox Live Hashtag Sean was right Thank yeah. <laughs> you So here's, Let's go to the next one Call of Duty Black Ops So I think Sean is pretty Sean has made his case in how a Call of Duty game Can actually have a very good campaign story As yeah. well as having good multiplayer So for me I say this is another Call of Duty game I'm not really going to play it I'm not a big fan I assume Josh is the same. I could be wrong, being not being a Call of Duty shooter, my person. But yeah. Sean, what are your what are your points in this game?
2: Well, do, do we want to ask Josh? Does Josh? Do you have any points?
0: Yeah, oh, I'm I'm happy to jump in. Oh, look, I'm excited to play it. I will play it. I'm excited that Raven is developing it. Raven is uh, uh, been a Activision support studio for a very long time. They they're actually a really accomplished developer. They did the the X-Men Wolverines game that I've been raving about for the last few weeks. They developed that. So they've got some potential. And I'm just glad to see Raven stepping up and take development on a full Call of Duty game. So I'll play it
2: based on based on that. Yeah you didn't think you'd, you didn't t- think you'd t- get t- that, t- did you? <laughs> <laughs> I I I hand I handballed it. Um, but no, in reality, like for me, like as much as Call of Duty is like it's great for multiplayer like, at least for me early on, when, when Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 came out, like, multiplayer was, like, my thing. Um, but since then, it's mostly been about the campaign and focusing on the campaign. So I really liked the campaign that they brought in Black Ops, the first one. I didn't like the direction that they went with Black Ops 2 and then Black Ops 3, etc. Like, I, I felt like the futuristic, that was already, like, Modern Warfare, we didn't have to go too far in the future. We didn't have to go to 2025. So the fact that they're bringing this back, and it, you know Vietnam War Cold War area. You've got Frank Woods. You've got the same characters around the same time period. So like I'm, I, I'm, I'm really interested in being able to play it. Uh, like everyone jokes about you know the numbers basin and all that sort of stuff. So you know, like I'm looking forward to it. So
1: Resident Evil Eight. We saw the cinematic come in at the Xbox Showcase, and now we've gotten gameplay trailer, which is pretty cool. I mean, I know a couple of friends who I personally not a Huge fan of resident evil i'm not a big horror gameplay person myself i enjoy horror movies but not a big horror gamer because i don't like being in control and the suspense is too real and i kind of freak out so i'll just say that um, i'm a bit of a little bitch but the game trade the, the gameplay trailer looked really good but josh what were your what were your thoughts on the resident evil gameplay trailer too, yes,
0: spooky. No, too spooky too spooky for, too spooky for josh i can't I, I can't i can't play this game i'm sorry
1: I'll watch someone stream it. I'll say that. But Sean, uh, will you stream it for me and Josh to watch?
2: Yeah. I, I kind of feel like we're all on the same page because I'm, I'm not a big horror game person myself, but like, like usually I would stream it. But you know what? Okay, if you guys buy me a copy, I'll stream it and you guys can watch.
1: <laughs> all right, yeah, Probably. cool. Let's do it for a... We'll put a Patreon donation in. Buy by, by yeah. Sean for our Patreon that we haven't set up yet. For Buy Sean yeah. a copy of Resident Evil 8.
2: And I'll, I'll play. I'll play through some other horror games. What else is there? There's play uh, Last of Us. Oh uh, yeah, there's Last of Us. There's um, what else? PT. Oh, uh, Amnesia. Amnesia.
1: Amnesia is mm. good. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Get but
2: me. yeah, like look, I I really like the the Resident Evil series in terms of the story that they provide. I think Capcom does really well, like with their IP. Um, mm. and they've done Dead Rising, and they've done all these other ones where it. They I don't know. I was having this thought today where they treat a lot of their games as an arcade game where it, it's not gonna be long, but it you can you can play it multiple times. Yeah. Whether it's like a mm. score attack or a different approach or you know, something like that. And so I feel like Capcom do it really well with their storytelling because it's a story that yeah, it like it hits the right notes, but mm. like, you're not, you're not going to be weighed down by it. You can kind of like carry on. So with the Resident Evil games, like it's a little bit different because of the horror genre. But yeah, like I I, I can appreciate what Capcom does and, and what they're doing for, for Resident Evil yeah. and these sorts of games. So yeah, don't get me wrong. I am interested in playing it. Um, I've got a whole bunch of Resident Evil games that I've got, which I, I need to play through. I think the, the last one that I played yeah well, the last one I played through I think was um Resident Evil five, and that wasn't even horror, ooh. that was yeah exactly yeah there you go that that reaction it was, it, speaks uh, for itself yeah so like, sold
0: extremely well but
2: ooh. it sold well because it was more it was more it came off the back of
0: four that's why
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, and it came off the back of four and also it came it, it was more of a generic third person shooter it, it, like compared to its other entries into the series and I think it, Resident Evil has gone back to that you know uh, less less of a shooter and more of a horror and more of a like like atmospheric horror yeah yeah i i I think that's i think that's better for the series and look all three of us don't really play these sorts of horror games like for for whatever reason but yeah like it's definitely one of those genres that has been a blind spot for me and i'm really interested in giving it a go so yeah, uh, donate to Patreon. No. <laughs>
0: Before we move on, Vinny, on on that point, a little bit of interesting Resident Evil uh, tidbit for you. The yeah. five six outsold like each copy, each version of that game actually outsold what they did with seven, <laughs> which is crazy to think. Cause seven's so much of a better game, but uh, five and six outsold that game. So there was an appetite. That's why I give Capcom praise because as much as I don't think critically, We're doing well. They were selling. And yeah. for Capcom to then go back even and change that, knowing that this may affect the sales, but please the fans, you've got, to give them, you've got to give them credit for that.
1: Another game that we've seen recently that we're now getting gameplay footage for it is Deathloop. So the original trailer came out on the previous PS5 showcase and now we're actually getting gameplay footage. So this game looked better than what I initially thought. Mm. i thought if, i'm getting some kind of puzzle aspect from it i don't know why because you're repeating the same game over same method over and over again you try and figure out ways to do things more optimally which is cool it's it's really good if you're a perfectionist i'll say that
2: so in terms of death loop i really like the the idea of the game so the fact that you've got multiple targets over over a level yeah. and you need to find a way to, to basically kill them all in one life and it might be like, oh, you need to stop this person from creating this, so that way they go to this particular party where another target is. Like, I, I like that idea of it. I can definitely see it as a as a puzzle game. I feel like the the first person shooter aspect from what we saw with the video and the gameplay, it didn't look like that was the main attraction to the game. I think it's not a first
0: person shooter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I think like as much as it is a a first person shooter game, I think the puzzle aspect of it where you're trying to get as many targets as possible in the one place at the one time is like that. That's the main attraction to the game. The not the issue, but the thing I'm, I'm really um, not sure about is the fact that there's an assassin working against you so for those who haven't seen the trailer or anything like that you you're an assassin you you need to kill a certain amount of targets in a certain amount of time and if you don't get it within the time or if you die you restart and you start the time loop again so in terms of that you have another assassin whose only target is you and they're they're a player as well so i'm 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 really interested to see how that plays out because if it's, if it's like a one death scenario, it it could end up being some really short games. Uh, If the matchmaking isn't fitting, then it's going to end up to be not fun as a game. I think it's got a really good idea behind it. I'm really worried about how they're actually going to bring it to life. Yeah. I, I guess that that's kind of like the, the thing that I'm really worried about. I really want to play this game. I really want to enjoy it, but the fact that they're bringing a PVP element into PVE, like even Destiny screwed it up. I, I'm just worried.
0: Hmm. Josh, what do you think? Uh, I'm intrigued. I Arcane Studios do some pretty good work. They're the guys that did dishonored which I could never those games never clicked for me and I'm getting the same feeling I don't know the 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 arcane games that they develop they've got a very particular kind of taste you know what I mean they've they've got like it's something familiar every time you play one of their games it's just the you feel can, you can feel you know what I mean you feel like this is a naughty dog game this is this is an arcade ga- uh, arcane game and I've just got this same feeling with this game i think what they've shown looks good the art style looks great the music's fantastic i think it's interesting what what they're doing with the the world building and obviously taking some inspiration from Dishonored but I think even a bit of Hitman as well where you can kind of maneuver people and get them into a certain spot so then you've got two people in the same room that you need to kill so I think that's really cool but and it's a you know PlayStation 5 console exclusive but I just I don't think I'll play it it's just not vibing with me I'm not I'm not here saying the game's not going to be great or good or whatever it may be it's just not not clicking with me at the moment
1: yeah I mean that's fair enough I guess we all have our own niches and things that we like and we're just not... I mean, Sean is more drawn to it than you are. That's fair enough. I mean,
0: mm.
1: no one can like I don't, everything.
0: Can't all like everything. I'm, exactly. I try. But, yeah.
1: Sean's definitely the trier of liking everything <laughs> yeah. compared to me and me and Josh. I have like, I'll have. just be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, no, thank you. And no, Josh just be like, confused. no, thank you. It's not a Vinny game. It's not a Josh I'll game, give but, that a go. But any game is a Sean game, I'll tell you. Yeah. And say this. Devil May Cry 5, special Devil edition. Devil
0: May Cry
1: five, now, This one has a uh, a new turbo mode, which plays at one point two five, one point two 1.2 speed. Also has yeah. Virgil as a playable character. And yep. it's a new difficulty called Legendary Dark Knight. So mm. I actually haven't played Devil May Cry 5 yet. I was a big yeah. fan of 4. I was a big fan. Of, I actually really enjoyed the remake. I'll say that. I enjoyed the DMC Devil May Cry.
0: Oh, me too. Ninja uh, Ninja Theory developed yeah. that.
1: I thought it was a pretty good game. I mean, obviously got a heavy backlash because of Dante. he like, and had black hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was be big fan of 4 because 4 had Nero and Nero was played by Johnny on Bosch. Big fan of Johnny on Bosch, Adam Park, Black Our Power boy. Ranger, Paul, yep. whole backstory with him.
0: There's a, there's, a, there's a connection there. You know what I mean? Connection
1: there. Yeah. So I love, I love the whole Devil May Cry 4, Nero. He's in DMC5. Haven't played DMC5.
0: When it comes out, I will play it. When it comes out again,
1: I will play it. But Josh, (laughs) what do you you think?
0: Well, it'll be interesting. You may not be able to play it because this game was announced for a digital launch on PS5. So they haven't actually announced any physical versions of this game that is currently out on PS4. That's interesting, first and foremost. Secondly, I know it sounds weird. I fact-checked. It's on the announcement. It makes no sense. However, this is what we've got currently. I'm in the same boat as you. I haven't played... I'm I'm weird in, in the sense where I like I feel bad. Playing we know, yes. It. I feel bad play, and this is stupid. This is only something that would affect me, and nobody would care. I feel weird playing like the fifth game in the series if I haven't played one, two, three, four. Like it makes me feel
2: like I'm a. I'm a no, fake, that's what I do. You played game. Final Fantasy Seven. Yes. And love it. Final Fantasy is different. They're, they're all separate sequels. games. Every every they're, they're game is a different and separate story. Universe. Mm. It, it, yeah, that's, it's different. It's not like jumping into it's not like jumping into Gears of War four. Yeah. and not playing one, two, and three, and possibly yeah. Judgment. thank
0: you, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. So I do the that, same thing.
2: Yeah, that is one of the reasons why I've been
0: a bit. Uh, I, I again, I played the DMC uh, reboot, which turned out not to really reboot anything, and I like that. I, I was this close to actually buying Devil May Cry 5. I was like $15 on PSN, but now I'll, I'll definitely wait. And you know what? I think I will give this game a go because it looks flashy. It looks, there's a lot more enemies on screen than there was in just the standard version as well. So they're actually doing a lot to to change things up. So I think I will go back. I, I tried playing the original on the HD, I think it was on PS3 when they remastered, and I just couldn't get over the fixed camera. I just, that, that Resident Evil style camera is all fixed and you know you walk into a room and it changes it's just I've got to get through that but I, there's definitely a great game underneath that so yeah I might even give this one a go
1: I'll, I'll say this it's the rank of DMC games is currently for me it's like four. three can I guess three four one two three four remake one two two's just ah. two's no one likes bit. two right two's just a like not I didn't realize that everyone else hated 2, but yeah, I'm just not a fan of 2. Mm. Just didn't do it for me about 3. Man, that opening scene is so cool. When he shoots like the, the billiard ball with the, this gun. Ah, uh, yep, 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 yep. yeah. Yep. Bang. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Sean, anyway, get, getting off topic, i talk about DMC lore. Sean, what do you think of Devil May Cry 5 special edition, digital also only?
0: PlayStation All-Stars. Yes. Fonte? Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I actually think that this was the biggest disappointment of the show. I think the fact that they're they're talking about a special edition of a current gen game and like yeah that that's a big game that's going like it just yeah it just didn't sit right with me. It's like it's like if when PlayStation Four was first announced and they're like oh yeah we're doing Last of Us remastered. It's like yeah but that came out like a couple of months ago. Like it's that sort of feeling. I know Devil May Cry Five didn't like come out a couple of months ago. It came out a while ago. But like. I feel like it's it's on the same trend. Out of of all the games that were provided in in the showcase, whether original or even remasters, like we've always talked about, demons. Well, we're going to talk about Demon's Souls soon. Like, that they're a little bit different. For this one, it just it feels like it's hitting that niche brand, and that's it. That's that's all it's got going for it. Like, if you bought the game recently, why are you going to buy it again?
1: Yeah, there's no incentive for a
2: new console. Yeah, and like, so yeah, th- th- that's why I reckon this was probably the biggest disappointment for me for the Can show. Can I tell you
0: why the game's here? Because Sony would have had to, that. But yeah. yeah, I'm going to anyway. Sony would have had that <laughs> conversation with Capcom, but there, it, it makes sense, right? There would have been like, okay, yes, we'll give you Resident Evil Eight to show. You know, we've got a partnership with Street Fighter Five, which is still exclusive to PlayStation. Like this is clearly Capcom going, okay, we'll do that, but we want this trailer shown. So, you know at the end of the day, good for them. Good for them. 40 seconds out of my day. I'm.
2: you know, I was a bit longer than that, but yeah, like good on him. Good on him. Like, and that's fine. Like I'm okay with it being part of the showcase and it hits a niche of people, but like, it just, for me, it, it, it's just like, okay, well, you're not really giving us anything new or you're not like remastering anything Mm -hmm. old. You're not really providing anything different. It's kind of like same old, same old. Oh, here you can play as a different character like oh okay great oh cool like yeah. that that's all it was for me really mm.
0: Fair
1: enough. and i'm fancy for this show <laughs> that's it and like i'll just there's a couple of titles on here that were once again in the ps5 showcase Oddworld Soulstorm soul oh. storm game like <laughs> it's just it's what like abe's Odyssey has had its time I'd like to see a remake we are getting a new game which I am excited about but I guess there's not really much you can talk about Age Odyssey it's it's a puzzle aspect it's supposed to have a darker theme or a darker tone to it you have that lemmings aspect where it's people follow you around mm-hmm. and you do that stuff but like it's not really I the game doesn't have enough substance to really talk about and go through a deep dive but yeah, I guess. Sure. Uh, sorry, Josh. You're very eager to talk about it. You're going your head. Odd world.
0: Yeah. So Laurel Lanning has got a history with PlayStation. He was actually in that PlayStation documentary I watched. So again, this is just them acknowledging that the game's very tied with PS1 and PlayStation's history. Mm-hmm. So this is just them going, all right. Well, you know, there is some nostalgia here with PlayStation. So yeah, we'll we'll show you game. So yeah, whatever. Someone will play it. Some will enjoy it. So good on them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sure. What are your thoughts on that? Uh,
2: Oddworld I see, I say see this as like the PlayStation's Battletoads it's it's not going to be a AAA title yeah. it's not going to sound like a AAA title it it'll be there if if you want to play it like I I don't get me wrong like I like the idea of Oddworld but it for me it it yeah it's another 2D side scroller um yeah look, there there's a Lemmings element that you mentioned Vinny which I I love Lemmings but yeah. It, it's yeah like it's not a dis. It's not as much of a disappointment as Devil May Cry, I guess. Like for me, for me, it was like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Oddworld. What's the next game?
0: Yeah. Just to ra- wrap that up on that on that thought, I always go off this on every showcase. Not every game is going to appeal to you, right? So the way I I kind of think through, and I think I can't remember who said it, it was one of the one of the journalists on one of the websites. You know, you've got. <laughs> 30 games shown, right? It, as long as 10 of those games are appealing to you, I think the press conference has done a good job, for instance, because th- there's games that were just, they're not our games. Like Deathloop, for instance, for me, was just like, oh, it doesn't really vibe, whatever. But I'm sure there's people out there like who love Arcane, who love their previous games, are all excited to see that. So Odd, Odds World, Odd World is just another one of those. Like, again, to, to Sean's point, it, again, he wasn't referring to not everything needs to be AAA. He was just saying that this game doesn't appeal to him. There's no... Yeah, it's important to have that that level of you know AAA, double A, AA, indie. Like it's important to have both. They're all just as important um, as each other.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's you know, oddworld's such an obscure niche kind of thing. But some people were very excited for it, and you know, credit to them. And if once again, if that's one out of ten out of yeah. x amount of games that appeal to them, then that's that's important to them, and they will buy them the game and the game serves its purpose of being entertaining yep. for someone. Exactly. But games entertaining for someone five mm-hmm. nights at Freddy's, What are we, I'm just going to like, I, I really don't really care about this game at all. I, Josh seems to be the same. Sean, do you have any thoughts
2: <laughs> about this game? I think this is a massive win for PlayStation. The fact that they're getting five nights at Freddy's on a console instead of PC. I, I think this, this could really help the streaming community for the console good point that that's, that's 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 seriously like it that i've got for it like it, it actually on a side note have you guys actually read any of the five nights of freddy's law some you know, of it
0: and it's fully yeah no seriously practice. yeah
2: like if if even if you don't play the games whatsoever like i i've i own the games i've never played the games whatsoever i've watched a little bit of streams but of that's it. it of course i did um but no like re- read the law as like a story itself it it's really good as like as just a general read. It's twisted. Um, yeah, I hi, highly recommend it. But in terms of the game, as I said, like the fact that it's on PlayStation, like I'm not sure if it's is a console exclusive. Do we know that?
0: No, they haven't said anything. So I doubt yeah, it. They would have said I, I doubt
2: it as well. I reckon it's definitely going to be a PC. And I have a feeling if it is going to be a console PS5, I think it's going to be on Xbox as well. Um, yeah. And it, if that is the case, look, Five Nights at Freddy's, it, it, it's branching out a little bit. And I, I think it'd be good for the streaming community. Funny,
0: Vinny, I just spoke about, you know, defending A games and indie games and everything's important. And then it got to Five Nights at Freddy. I'm like, let's move on.
2: <laughs> and here I am still going in and talking about it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. And once again, it goes to the fact that, you know, it's not a Josh game, it's not a Vinny game. Yeah. But even it's like, it's technically no short game because he hasn't played it, but Sean will... Did say it's going <laughs> to has a very valid opinion that it does appeal to the streaming community and it is a big win for Sony if it is like unconfirmed, but if it is a console exclusive at least timed, it still makes a big deal.
0: Yeah, I've got a feeling this will come everywhere, including Last Gen. Yeah, I think eventually
1: yep. it will.
2: Yep. But digital.
1: Yes.
0: Speaking of exclusives.
1: Speaking of exclusives, great segue, Josh. No worries. Demon <laughs> Souls. We have an extended gameplay trailer. Now, for all you Bloodborne, Dark Souls fans, this is obviously the game that started it all. Mm. Came out originally on PS3, has a huge cult following. We saw the we saw the reveal trailer at the previous PS5 showcase. We got some good gameplay. It, it looks like shot for shot.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Blue Point are amazing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just incredible.
1: To to finesse something so obscure it was obscure that remakes like you're not doing anything new but you're finessing what has
0: been done it's very interesting yeah what about you sean uh, uh, yeah,
2: i i think that Thanks, if you're not, no, that's all right. if if you're not buying a playstation 5 for spider-man you're blind you're buying it for Demon's soul yeah like that's that, that that's basically it like a, a lot of the other games they don't really like hold up at the moment in terms of a launch title that there's nothing ah, really yeah. That, that yeah there's nothing really that holds a bar to, to either of those two now sure you can get demon soul on pc you'll be able to get spider-man on ps4 but if you want to play it to like what what they're aiming to be the optimized version of the game at a home console level you're either buying the ps5 for spider-man or you're buying it for demon soul and like th- and i, I it's, I think that's really indicative of the game and the style itself. It's all about difficulty. It's all about overcoming that sort of thing. It's all about the challenge. It has that sort of that that sense of style and that sense of gameplay that a lot of people have is really started to grow towards. So the fact that it's coming as a launch title exclusive, that's huge. Like as yeah. a console exclusive, that, that that's huge for the console. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it, like I I I don't own Demon Souls, like. I own all the Dark Souls and all Bloodborne. I own all that. I don't know Demon Souls, but I'll get them on PS5 because, like, even looking at the trailer itself, it looked a lot better than than previous trailers that I've looked at, which I have done a little bit of research. I've looked at for the PS3 version. <laughs> it, it looks a go. lot better, and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into it.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say this, right? Bluepoint, I said they're incredible. I think PlayStation should acquire Bluepoint at some point. But interesting tidbit for you guys. This is one of the only... Looking back at PS4 and Xbox One, in terms of launch lineup, Sean's point about um, Demon Souls being a launch exclusive or you know PS5 exclusive coming to PC, this is like the first time I really can remember when you think of console launches, you go first-person shooter, Forza and Gran Turismo or a racing game, whether that be motorsport or whatever, we don't have that this time around. It's really interesting now. We've got PlayStation not doing that. They don't really have a first-person shooter. They're relying on Call of Duty, and they don't have a third-person action game. They're relying on Assassin's Creed, for instance. But now they've got these niches where they've got Sackboy for those people that like you know 3D platforms. platformers, and then they've got Demon Souls, obviously playing to that niche as well. So this that's interesting in its in its own, but really smart trailer too. I don't know if you guys noticed, this might just be a Josh thing because I'm always like that at the screen. The showcase of the SSD and how he walks through the portal, bang, you, you're through uh, to the next thing. There's no loading. There's none of that. With the old game, <laughs> to go through Significant each of those things, it was, there was a lot of loading. Yeah. And I like how they show like him killing person very quickly, killing person very quickly, killing person very quickly. Because in the back of your head, like, oh, Demon's Souls, it's a difficult game. And then he gets to the end and it's just... You're dead.
2: <laughs> it looked like a very faster game compared to previous iterations. Yeah. yeah. It's so. Interesting. I wonder how the
1: grind is going to be in that game, if there is if there is going to be any. Yeah. Oh, be the grind
0: is just going to be, you keep dying, you keep dying, you keep dying. Do it again. Keep dying.
2: Stop <laughs> dying, it. guys. Get yeah. good. Yeah, exactly.
1: Speaking of getting good. Fortnite. Unreal Engine. What a surprise. Unreal Engine 4 coming to PS5. It's Fortnite. That's,
0: Ooh, Fortnite everywhere except for iPhones. <laughs> everywhere except for
1: Apple products. Yeah, yeah. iPhones really, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, I say we've all pretty generic on Fortnite. Any uh,
0: it's Fortnite? Any, uh, any videos? I, it'd be,
2: it'd be interesting to see how they work out the currency on the PlayStation Store.
0: Well, it'll
2: we'll be the same, same as what they're doing now. It would definitely be the same, but um, it's Fortnite. I, I, I don't think we really need to to go into it.
1: We love some monetization to buy some skins and cosmetics, don't we?
2: It's great.
1: But this this takes us to like a kind of, it was a big-ish announcement. I guess I'll get Josh to take the reins on this one because he was very adamant on talking about the PlayStation Plus collection for
0: PS5 something that excites me to the bone so the PlayStation for those who don't know PlayStation plus collection is a collection of PS4 games coming to PS5 day one is part of a package and that's going to be part of PlayStation plus so again this isn't PlayStation now this isn't their answer to a game pass or anything like that what this is is hey if you are moving from an Xbox to a PlayStation and you get let um, say game pass PlayStation plus we're giving you a large majority of the PS4 backlog. And all, all, the, all the classics are really here in terms of Uncharted, Ratchet & Clank. I'll, I'll read through the list quickly. So we've got God of War, again, one of the best games of the generation, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy, that's 15, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat X, Uncharted 4, Uncharted 4, Ratchet & Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, The Last Guardian, the last of us remastered (laughs) persona five and resident evil seven biohazard that is a fantastic list in terms of even if you compare that to some of the stuff that's available in other services that's a pretty top tier list in terms if you've got plenty of first party exclusives on there you've got second party exclusives i've seen a lot of articles online like comparing this to game pass it's it's not all okay It, it isn't there to compete with game pass this is here to Just say, "Here, welcome to the PS5 ecosystem." If you're not there, here's everything. And if you're buying a digital PS5, and you've got these games physically, you don't need to repurchase them because obviously you can't upgrade from a physical disc to a digital version of the game. So, yeah, they didn't have to do this. So, in terms of the announcement, I think it's great. You know, there's there's a few on here that most of these I own, but you know, I might just purchase one. There's one or two on there that I don't have that I might just download for the sake of it. But yeah, a pretty cool announcement. I think
1: yeah, I really like that. I um, I think the person favorite of mine is having the Last Guardian. No, it's um having a set of 5 on there. Always a good game. Always happy. Yeah, a of 5, yeah. And it's a good game that you can put a lot of hours into and really if you are uh, if uh the PS5 is really strapped for you know titles and stuff, Persona 5 is one game that you can put a lot a lot of hours in and Really get your money's worth in a game title and in a console.
0: Yeah. So overall, just good announcement, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, as we said, Game Pass. No, it's no Game Pass, but Sean being the spokesperson for Game Pass, what do you uh, think of this PlayStation Plus collection for PS Five?
2: Never. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a great list of games. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I I, I do own most of them already. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel like this is an early version of PlayStation's answer to Game Pass. PlayStation yes. doesn't really have an answer to Game Pass in most con- in most countries. I was going to say continents, but yeah, you know what? Same applies. Yep, like PlayStation, same. Now, it, PlayStation Now is a thing. Great. But it, it's for a very small audience in a very small area. Like this is a way to be able to get people kickstarted onto the console. And this is seen as the way to get people to buy a PlayStation five over keeping their PlayStation four that they bought six months ago because they're getting this huge raft of games that are available from day one now. So like I I can see this as the stepping stone to the new console. Doesn't necessarily mean that like it's the right move. I definitely think it's the right move for what PlayStation has because we've already spoken about the, the exclusives and that sort of stuff. PlayStation don't really have a lot of like exclusives just for PlayStation 5 Xbox as well. Wow. But this is but but this is a way for them to say look here's a bunch of classic PlayStation 4 games that we know you'll love play it on the console like you can upgrade and you'll be able to play the same things. And I think this also gets into people's heads sorry. Um, last moment uh, last thought I think this also gets into people's heads that backwards compatibility is a thing for this console because even I was confused today about whether or not the PlayStation (laughs) five had backwards compatibility. I was like, well, look, like maybe I should get a digital version and just like go from there. Or do I get a physical version so I can use my discs? Like um, I'm, Mm. I I was really torn.
0: Mm.
2: Um, And so I think this is, this is a great way to say, yes, we've got our new, we've got a new console. We've got new games coming to the service. Oh, look, we also have some PlayStation four games that have come to join the show. And that shows you that we can also play PlayStation 4 games. And so uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, go on, go on. Uh, I was just saying, and
0: on top of that, you know what else it does? Hey, if you've joined from Xbox or you've joined from PlayStation haven't played these, play God of War. You're going to like it. Guess what? We're going to do a sequel. Hey, you want to play Days Gone and you enjoyed it? Well, guess what? (laughs) Days Gone 2 is coming. Like, this is clearly them going, hey come in, enjoy these titles and stay in our ecosystem because you're going to have sequels down the, down the track. So,
2: yeah. and I guess, yeah, and the fact that you're saying that, like, and that's why I think this is the answer to Game Pass that they have at the moment, at least in the short term, yeah. because it might not necessarily be like a, a large library, but they're saying, look, here are the really good games that we've got for PlayStation 4, play them. We're going to have sequels for these games coming soon to this console, whereas with Xbox it's basically exactly the same thing where they have a new console, uh have a new game and they release it on game pass. However, a lot of people are now starting to feel like game Pass is flooded by all these indie titles or titles that they don't necessarily want to play. And they feel like, Oh, well I, I'm not, I don't want to pay for these sorts of things. I just want to pay for the quality. Yeah. So PlayStation said, look, we're going to give you this quality for free. Keep in mind that we're going to have sequels down the track.
0: And stay on PlayStation plus. Yeah,
2: well. <laughs> pretty much. And that too. Yeah, pay, pay for the service. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we've gone over all the games of the, of the event. I mean, almost all the games. There's one very key game that was teased, oh. actually. We, we, forgot, we almost forgot to talk about it.
2: Oh Josh, we don't need to talk about it.
1: No, we don't need to talk about it. You know what? It's fine. No, Not I... of War, Ragnarok was teased. Mm. This was actually the funniest thing is that when Josh and I did the. This is before a little bit of your time, Sean. When Josh and I did the first PS five event, I said that it was gonna be the logo and then a yeah. quote, like a black screen and then a like a line from the pit from yeah, the audible game. Yeah. 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 I actually said that and then it happened. Yeah, yeah hashtag Vinny was right. Let's start with so
0: stuff
2: that, yeah. <laughs> so does he get points back for the previous Yeah, true. Like, how about yeah, no, I know. owe still
0: over pizza. No, that that was a huge. As soon as I saw Jim Ryan start talking, and he had this biggest smirk on his face, I'm like, "You're gonna do the one last moment thing, you you sneaky bugger!" And he did. And God of War Ragnarok is
2: coming. Yeah, but we all knew it was coming. So, like, yeah, we all knew it was coming, but it was
1: cool to actually see that they're good to see. It's good to see teased. Yes, good to see they're acknowledging it. That's Wait. the thing.
0: The future looks good like the future now. We know we've got Horizon. We know we've got Gran Turismo. We've got Ratchet &
2: Clank. We didn't We didn't see any... We didn't see Horizon. We didn't see Gran Turismo in this one. What's but we, but
0: on? we know they're there. They know they're there. You know what we're
1: happy they announced, Sean oh. and Josh? Oh. The uh. price and release date. So Jesus.
2: And the pre-order date. And the kind pre-order of. date.
1: So, kind of. for, for those who are uh, haven't already heard, you know, don't want you to listen to Busy playing something. If you haven't heard the news already, but it's
0: it's too late now anyway. Exactly. All gone. <laughs> so, it's,
1: so the console release is coming out November 12th for US, Japan, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea, and then the rest of the world is coming in November 19th.
0: Oh, I can I can't get my ps 5 at launch. I have to wait a few days. Yes,
1: yeah, so Europe is getting it a week later. Yeah, and so for I'm only going to list the Australian pricing. So for the PlayStation 5 console. It's 7.49, and for the digital only console, it is 5.99. So I'll say this: look, price—it's a bit expensive for me. I Once again, I'm not going to be the one to get it on launch. I'll honestly probably get try and my friends will probably buy it on launch and then upgrade to the Final Fantasy 16 edition, which then I'll buy their old PS5. So I literally did with PS4. You're a I, I scheme. I plan.
0: I'm like waiting a- for Gumtree. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I've noticed I'll, you've always got these coupons and deals happening, and I'm just paying full price for everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm a bargain shopper.
1: Mm. I'm a coupon shopper. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm looking for the best deals. But mm. I say this: happy we finally got a price. Can we just say that we finally got a price? We finally got a release date. And what's because because Xbox yeah, chop- <laughs> dropped Xbox went first, so PlayStation had the chance to bite back. So I, you know, I know Josh wants to speak so much. So I'm going to go to Sean. Sean, what do you think about everything? I was really? My mic. Uh,
2: okay. Yeah. All right. I'll go first. Um, in terms of the price and the release date. So the release date, I am a little bit surprised considering it's two days after the Series X and the Series S. So yes. that's going to make for a very busy week. Um, in terms of the price itself, I'm not surprised. Uh, the yeah, the, the the main console itself is the same price as an Xbox Series X. So, out of the two of them, it goes to show that the Series X probably has a little bit more value uh, in terms of you know dollar per teraflops. If you want to go yeah. down that path, yeah. um, but the digital version of the console, we we have to keep in mind that the digital version of the PS Five is exactly the same as the version of the ps5 that has a disk drive it's exactly the same
1: hardware
2: there's no no downgrade or anything like that whereas with the series s there is a downgrade however the series s allows you to basically get that foot in the door for the next generation at a cheaper price compared to the the digital version of the ps5 overall i think that playstation has done well like in terms of the in terms of the console itself and and the fact that they're having two at launch uh when the ps5 does come out uh it'd be the xbox series x that we'll be comparing it to in terms of that because that has two different consoles on the same date but like the consoles themselves in terms of price i i'm like yeah they're expensive but we've also got to keep in mind that we've been actually really like we've had a really good going on for a for a long oh yeah i agree and and that's not just in consoles but it's also in games like we we remember that there was a period Mm -hmm. of time early in the ps3 in the 360 generation where the games would be 110 120 dollars and then that came down to 100 and now like you can you can pick a game up for for 70 dollars brand new so the fact that games are going to be a little bit more expensive, we've already seen some listings for, for Demon's Souls where it's $125. We, we've kind of got to get used to that because like film and and television and all these other sorts of forms of media that we've been consuming have all got gone slightly up in price over the last 20 years. Video games, they really haven't. It's been about the same. And if you look at the PlayStation and it's launch prices, Number one went at two two ninety nine. Number two went at two ninety nine. Uh the three went higher up. dollars um, five ninety nine. Yeah, five ninety nine. The four went down to four ninety nine, I think it was.
0: Are we talking which country? Uh, I'm lost now. Uh, US
2: dollars. US
0: was three ninety nine for PS4. Three ninety
2: nine. Yeah. And so now this one is four ninety nine. Oh sorry, yeah, four ninety nine. So like we're kind of seeing a pattern where Everything's going to become more expensive, but also because everyone has a lot more money than what they used to. Yeah, so maybe not right I, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe not right now, but in, in general, with inflation and all that sort of stuff, yes. So look, I, I, I think there wasn't really much else that PlayStation could do. I think they did undercut um, with the digital version. I, I think they've done really well with that. The fact that it's only, say, £100 below or 100 american dollars below the uh the the disc drive version i think that's really good for them um and it's going to be very interesting to see what the sales are compared to the xbox series s because as much as they're not the same console they will be compared to in the market
1: yeah i agree they are the comparable version you know you got the the disc versus the disc and the digital versus digital but josh what do you think about these uh prices release dates Digital, non-digital, Xbox, Sony, Kabocle, whatever you want to
0: call it. Let's go. <laughs> well All right. Let's go. let's go through a few things here. All right, let's get the hashtags mm-hmm. ready. Just so we can go through, just so people are aware. 499 US. Hashtag Joshua's right. 399 US. Hashtag Joshua's right. Alright, I'll uh, I'll stop playing around now and I'll start talking seriously. So in terms wow. of price point, it's where it was always going to be. The event, for those who don't know, was Project Nimble in terms of the code name for the event. So clearly they were being nimble in terms of a few things, including wow. pre-ordered days, clearly. How I know that, don't ask.
2: He does want to let us know his sources. Don't want to let you know my sources. A few Shuhei. things.
0: Shuhei, you shit. Shuhei, I told you. I've got a direct line to Shuhei and Jim Ryan. A few things. There's a, there's a lot to unpack. All right, so if we go at the prices first, I've said, yep, it's basically where it needs to be in terms of what what Sony need to do with Microsoft. So they've got both of their consoles at that $499 price point, and then they've got the PS5 digital at $399, then like Sean said, the Series S. So... Again, to Sean's point, these consoles are the same. I, I disagree with you guys uh, in the sense that I don't think Series S and PS5 Digital will be compared. I think that's a very 2012 <laughs> mindset where we're now in a world where, it, it, the way I see it, if the Series S looked exactly like the Xbox Series X and then you would see it, right? Because you've got two consoles, all right? They've both got the version underneath that looks the same, um, and one's priced differently. I think that because the PS5 digital version looks exactly like the PS5, just minus the disk drive, it's, it's a simple kind of story. The Series S, is it's nearly its own thing, right? There, there, yeah, there I agree. A, there was a decision made there to not have that console have that same sort of design. Now, I agree with Sean in the sense that yes, there is that conversation of an average consumer going into a store, but I look at it more holistically across the industry. It's not, you know, not to discourage Sean, right. It's not the, you know, the the customers he have has going into his store. That's going to dictate the way that this console generation is going to play out. So I think the conversation will evolve. People will learn and adapt. Uh, I think the message will go out there pretty quickly that the PS5 digital is the same version as the PS5. That's the thing we're not counting on the message of, Xbox Series S is its great value. It's fantastic value. It's a great foot into the door. But along with that is the message that this console is a weaker version of the Series X. Those two things go hand in hand. You can't have one conversation without having the other. You won't talk about the price unless you mention it's a lesser version. So I think that narrative will, will continue to go through. Both of these consoles will sell at launch. Right, they're both going to be sold out because this is the way it it pans out. So,
2: couple of points in that. I think like, like I, I I do like I do agree with you, but I also think that for a lot of people, if if you're looking at price, you're not looking at power, and you're not looking at what the console can do. That's what I was going to say. Like, and and so selling like a digital PlayStation Five console you're going to say okay so what can i get digitally and at the moment the only thing we can say is well you've got playstation plus collection if you play pay for playstation plus and you've got the free games every month uh, with xbox series s you've got well you've got game pass so like it's like what what can the consoles offer in terms of that and i think in terms of like digital like we've we've been talking like you can see for myself like behind my camera like physical still holds that nostalgic purpose and i think that's why a lot of people will we'll, will compare the digital consoles as their own separate thing. And the physical consoles as their own separate thing on the one hand, because you're you're not necessarily looking at power and what the console can do. You're looking at price and how you can, you can enter the next generation, but also if I was to get a digital console, what's it actually going to give me that's like better than, or not necessarily better than, but what can it offer me rather than getting a console with a disc drive? And at the moment, like Yeah, Xbox has a Game Pass, which like all the games won't appeal to. PlayStation has the game collection, which they've just announced. But that's it,
0: really. Generally, the way it works is whoever's first to 10 million is generally going to be the market leader. And in some ways, right up to the end, 360 was the market leader, even though PS3 did outsell at the end. But generally, yes, the first to 10 million units generally dictates the way that the market's going. So... When you look at these consoles, it, it launch is very important. And I think it's up to, that's where it's difficult now because Microsoft have a story they need to tell. And that's going to force retailers to have a certain story they need to tell as well. I'm not discouraging Series S. I actually think it's a, it's a smart ploy by Microsoft. Th- that is what they needed to do.
1: They, I'll say this. I think you are underestimating the affordability of a Xbox Series S to more people who can afford it. And coming with payment plans as well that the Xbox is doing, I think it's going to sell a lot better than what you initially think. Um, At the end of the day,
0: it's just that it goes back to the value conversation. And to some people, price point is value. It just again just determines what exactly what value means to you and what you want to play and buy that system. You're going to be happy either way. Not you know, Xbox isn't going to disappear. PlayStation isn't going to disappear. If you want Halo, buy an Xbox. If you want Uncharted, God of War, buy a PlayStation. But whatever brings you the most joy, whatever you get value out of, whether that is monetary or time or enjoyment, or
2: multiplayer or whatever,
0: whatever it is that should dictate your decision. I honestly
1: forgot I was hosting for a second, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I where kind we of, find value. That's where we find value. And I hope you find value in this podcast conversation panel thingy, magic, that is busy playing something where we are somewhat of a video game podcast. But I guess that wraps it up. Shall we tie the knot and uh, seal this episode twenty-four? Episode twenty-four, yep.
2: everyone. I think yeah. I think we've got a couple of things that uh, we we couldn't quite fit in this podcast because it's a little bit lengthy. So perhaps for next time.
0: That's it. Hashtag <laughs> Josh was right. We didn't finish this off. That's it. And
1: for <laughs> everyone, once again, we are busy playing something. This has been episode twenty-four, we are somewhat of a video game podcast. We're Available for podcast services. You know, whatever. Nine PM, Australia East Ten Times Friday. YouTube, 9 p.m., Charlotte East End, time for Thursday. I am Vinny, Vinny Chance Condello, joined by Josh, Joshua LaRosa, LaRosa, and Sean Holly Prawn haron We're out. May the power protect you.
0: Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh.
1: Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access
2: to my dimension? Behold my greatest creation, Mac!